Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode three of the TV FFL podcast. We're here. It's week two. Well, it's over. Week two is over, <laughs> and we're moving on. Um, a lot happened. Let's as just go usual. on to week three. Week two. Yeah, week happen. three. Yeah, we, we're gonna forget about week two. Um, yeah, a couple for various reasons, I'd say. But um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get rolling. Uh, it was a very fun week. A lot more, a lot more offense this week in the actual NFL. Um, I felt like there was a lot more action, a little bit more to watch. Um, as fun as week one is with the novelty of it all, but uh, a lot of crazy things, some great performances that we'll get to later, um, and some crazy close games in our own fantasy league uh, that I cannot wait to talk about. Um, so that's going to be a fun time. But uh, yeah, what, what, what caught your eye this week? Yeah, it was it was super tight. It was a lot of fun games. Honestly, not a great week for me fantasy wise. <laughs> Most of my teams lost in all of my leagues. DFS didn't uh. do well. The Lions lost. Um, we can move on past week two. wasn't great, but it was a lot of fun games in the NFL and mm. um, way higher scoring because I think yeah. all but three of our teams scored over a hundred points in our league, mm. and so that was a really good start. Lots of fun close games, and yeah, it's looking pretty good. And also, shout out to Puka Nakua for smashing the record for uh, most receptions in his first two games. The previous record was 19. He comes out with, was it 25? 26? 25. I think 25, yeah. Uh, Crazy. Man. Puka Nakupa Cup is great. (laughs) Yeah. Are they going to be the... So, shout out to that dude. Yeah. Are they going to be the best wide receiver duo when Cup comes back? Is that going to be ridiculous or... Or maybe it's just Puka and Tutu. You never know. No, 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 no. <laughs> that ain't it. Chief Galdi said that's not. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I mean, um, but I know you have some not so fun facts. I want to hear sure some of those. Do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, some interesting things about week two. Um, so I'll I'll just tell you this one straight up. So I'm sorry to do this on air, Luca, but uh, the Chargers became the 33rd team in the Super Bowl era to score 50-plus points and have zero turnovers through two games. Of those 33 teams, they're the only one to start 0-2. Um, Oof. Yeah, so Brandon Staley on the hot seat for sure already. <laughs> I mean, he already kind of was last year, but good Lord, that's that's spooky. Um now I'll, now I'll go after, well, not really go after. I'll give you a, a fun Lions fact that I'm sure you probably know as well. Uh, but Jared mm. Goff threw his first interception since November of 2022 after 383 consecutive pass attempts, uh, which ended the third longest streak in NFL history behind Tom Brady with 399 and Aaron Rodgers with 402. So uh, some good you know. company for your boy. <laughs> Yeah, not too bad. And honestly, I'm okay with it. The pressure's yeah. off now, and he can just let loose a little bit. He can just sling it. Yeah, like they do so well. So I, I love that for him in a way. Um, but I did kind of want to see him break it, because that'd be really funny if Goff held that record. Um, I'll give you another one, another team that many in our league are a fan of. The Dallas Cowboys. They are the fifth team in the Super Bowl era to score 70-plus and only allow 10 or fewer points in their first two games. Uh, however... Of those previous four teams, none of them reached the Super Bowl. Uh, so temper oh. your expectations, Cowboys fans. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Y'all look great. Um, but, yeah. And I'll, I'll end on a question for you, Luke. Kind of a little trivia thing. 
what team currently yeah. holds the record for the most consecutive losses when leading at halftime? And if you know the team, can you guess how many? Ooh. I think my guess would be... So, this is saying for the past time, a couple times they've led at halftime, they've lost? Yes, so the most consecutive okay. losses when they've been leading at halftime. So not just consecutive, but yeah. So when they've had the lead at half, okay. they've gone on to lose the game this I think I'm going to guess the Arizona Cardinals. It is not. It is actually the Denver oh. Broncos. My Denver Broncos. Ah. <laughs> and would you like to take a shot at how many games in a row they've lost when leading at half? That's it. Six? Nine games, including this weekend. Oh, that (laughs) is bad. If you think it's hard to watch your team, think about being a Broncos. (laughs) It's not fun. I'm having a great time, as are a majority of the the group chat um, and this league, so we can all be sad together. But uh, that's it for my fun, not-so-fun facts. That last one in particular is why I went with not so fun facts. Um, but yeah, real quick before we uh, pop into the, the recap of our league results, um, let me just give a quick rundown of all the notable injuries. And Luke, you can hit me if I uh, give any misinformation or um, if I missed any any players that, that jump out in your mind. Uh, but the obvious yeah. one is uh, Nick Chubb multi-ligament and dislocation in the knee among just chaos uh out for the year that one hurts i watching it live um so sad it was gross yeah it was yeah it was very hard to watch i'm glad they didn't replay the the video i may have stumbled upon it on twitter because that's just what twitter is but um yeah i'm really glad they didn't replay that seriously i feel awful for him i hope he's okay um, but yeah, I mean, I, I had him potentially being the top running back of all of fantasy in all the league this year. So, um, big disappointment for him. And that offense, I think is going to struggle a little bit now without that, that key cog. Um, yeah. especially if but, Deshaun Watson yeah. keeps Dude, getting in fights. He, he, yeah. And he's not looking good <laughs> at all. Yeah, no, he I, looks yeah. bad and I love it. Oh, me too. It's great. It's fun. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actively rooted against somebody like I have for him. So that's exci- exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, some other ones real quick. We got Saquon Barkley with an ankle sprain. Thankfully, it was not a high ankle sprain, which he's dealt with in the past among other players, which can keep someone out a long time. So he's only expected to miss two to three weeks. Um, so not too bad. Uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. It is a bummer. Uh, the circumstances how he got hurt at the very end of the game like they were literally just trying to run the clock out and get in a position for Graham Gano to kick the game winner um so that hurts even more but uh I'm sure yeah. he'll be healthy and ready to go again soon um and then beyond that those are the only guys that I have as for sure out um we do have some that are probably likely uh some doubtful players Jamal Williams uh a little hamstring sprain he's week to week um doubtful probably for this week for the saints uh anthony richardson got a concussion uh he balled out Mm -hmm. prior to that and we'll talk about that later uh but also doubtful to play this week we'll see david montgomery uh a contusion is right quad also doubtful 
Um, hoping to maybe return week four, I think, or five. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, left shoulder aggravation, um, questionable. We'll have to see how practice goes this week. Uh, another big one, Joe Burrow re-aggravated his calf. And apparently didn't happen yeah. toward the end of the game, so it's not really an excuse for why he was struggling once again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, going to be questionable again this week. And that is something to monitor for sure. Um, but, yeah. And then also Jalen Waddell, Devontae Adams both got concussions. Uh, they're questionable. Amon or St. Brown, turf toe, definitely worth monitoring. Uh, but probably will play. I think. Do you have any insight on that? I haven't heard a whole. Um, I haven't heard too much. Um, the only thing I was thinking about is a monitor St. Brown instead of a Monroe St. Brown. <laughs> yeah, be sure Just to have a to put that out St. there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah then... I think those are both the main injuries that I've heard about. I think Darnell Mooney went yeah. out um, yeah. as well. Yeah, DK Metcalf had like a bruised rib, but it didn't break, so he's likely to play. That's my own guy, so I don't really need to tell you that, but you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. figured i'd share it anyway. austin eckler oh, yeah. is still out and we don't really have a timetable for when he's gonna go back because i know so it didn't I've, sound super serious at the beginning yeah what i've heard now is that he'll probably be held out this week just to be safe um and then it's looking like he'll return in week four or maybe at the latest week five is kind of what i'm hearing but there's mm-hmm. also that element of he kind of wants to get paid but he's also a pretty humble like team player kind of guy so i i don't know i'm holding out hope that he'll be back week four or for sure five, it would be really fun. I mean, if it, I'd rather have him week four, but if he does come back week five with Cup and I can just elevate both those guys into my starting lineup again, oh, that would be hilarious. Watch out whoever I play in week five. I'm not sure who it is, but um, that would be kind of fun. So, alrighty, let's get in to the good stuff. Um, let's Luke, do it. Let's recap yeah, the games. Hit me with the are... first one. We're starting out with a banger this time. We've got Alex's All-Americans versus the Bean Team. And Alex won 142.4 to 141.62. So Alex wins that by .78 points. It was the (laughs) second and third highest scoring teams on the week decided by less than a point, which is pretty crazy. And it's pretty fun because we had some major studs on both sides and major duds on both sides. Mm Mm-hmm. And Alex's studs were carried by, honestly, a couple of players that I was pretty worried to draft in um, at the start of the season, which was Mike Evans with 26.1 points, 171 Jeez. yards. He, he still is that guy. He gets over 1,000 yards every year, and he is well on pace to do that this year. Um, and also Derrick Henry. So Alex is going mm-hmm. with the old guys. Derrick Henry had 17 points, and then also one young guy balled out with Jaden Reed. Yeah. Um, who had 17.7 points. And so he looks nice. Um, Alex had some good studs. And then Luca, the studs are that Eagle stack is looking real nice right mm. now. Um, Jalen Hurts with 25.2 and Devontae Smith with 21.1. And so having that combo is really good, especially on the days when AJ Brown struggles a little bit more. Um, Devontae Smith just balls out. Um, and so Luca, that's looking like a nice stack that's going to be around for a while. Um, and then also. Nico freaking Collins yeah. is going crazy. He had 24.1 points, and he is looking like the clear alpha on Houston's um, offense, which is shockingly super pass-heavy, yeah. where um, C.J. Stroud is – they're just letting him loose, and he's passing, like, I think over 40 times each of his past two games. 
um, that he's just been able to air it downfield, um, and Nico Collins has been a major beneficiary of that. Yeah. And we also had some duds on each side. Like I said, A.J. Brown struggled. He was on Alex's side. And so that was kind of a fun matchup of having Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith on one side with A.J. Brown on the other, um, because that really benefited Luka when Smith went off. Yeah. But Luca had the two duds of Damian Pierce, who struggled for the second week in a row. Yeah, I'm concerned. And Dari Agumbawale was on the field a lot as well. So I'm really <laughs> getting worried about Damian Pierce. Um, exactly, you laughed because Dari Agumbawale is taking snaps from him. Yeah. And, and also JSN had another rough day in a pretty high-scoring game, um, but Lockett just went off and just took mm-hmm. all of the touchdowns and targets for that Seahawks defense or offense. Yeah. So. JSN had a rough day. And I think the wildest part about this game is it was decided by less than a point, and it all came down to the garbage time TD that the Panthers scored before the Saints kneeled out the game. That it could have been pretty easily avoided, and that Saints defense could have held strong, given Luke that one extra point. But they let the Panthers score once more, and it was a pretty pointless score, and then the game ended. So... Came down to the Saints defense, giving up one touchdown, and Alex took home the gold versus mm-hmm. the B team. <laughs> Poor Luca, man. <laughs> That's tough. Rough start. Mm-hmm. Rough start, but you can you can only go up from here. So I believe in the Bean team. They'll they'll come around. Uh, but let me talk about the other incredibly close game that came down to the final minutes of Monday night football. We got Papa Smurf. Taking on Metacris. Both teams were 1 0 going into this matchup. Uh, and Reed came out on top with 106.34 to Chris's 104.8. Um, another very close matchup. Uh, Chris was absolutely in the driver's seat, having both uh, Voldemort and <laughs> Najee play another half of football uh, after Alave put up 11.6 for Reed. Uh, unfortunately for Chris, defense was absolutely the theme of Monday Night Football with the exception of that garbage time touchdown <laughs> that the Panthers scored. Um, but they were, they were kind of, both games were kind of boring until that maybe the end of the Steelers-Browns, that was a little bit more entertaining. Um, but even then, it was still a very defensive game. Um, and so that did not work to Chris's benefit, having one guy on offense on both sides of the ball there. Um, honestly, pretty underwhelming performances by both these teams uh, that we, you know, we picked as two of our championship candidates yeah um and so you know we're we were i was expecting a very high scoring matchup uh akin to what we had with alex and luca uh but still very serviceable you know over 100 at least on both ends um but they kind of you know they didn't pop off because sort of similarly uh both teams had some guys that kind of carried and some other guys that really struggled uh for reed uh hawkinson put up a great performance uh back on thursday with 22.1 and then debo maybe benefited from Ayuk uh, getting injured a little bit and got that 19.1. Definitely carried Reed to victory. Um, Some some of his duds Mm -hmm. were uh, Josh Kelly with 3.9. A lot of people expected him to basically just fill in for Eckler and and then some, you know, maybe used quite a bit. Really wasn't. And then uh, this was a game script thing, but Brees Hall only getting 0.9 after I raved about him last week. I was like, Brees Hall is back. There's no concerns. Like, I don't care. They're going to run the ball so much. He what had uh, four carries. Yeah. And did you see his tweet after where he just no. tweeted four football emojis? No. 
<laughs> what are that you was all he tweeted. Jets? Mm, Nathaniel Hackett at it again. <laughs> oh yeah, pretty gosh. much. I yeah. But, oh wait, uh, I think he deleted it. I can't. Ah, uh, did anymore. he? That's funny, but that's that makes it even better. <laughs> um, one other player I want to highlight for Reed uh, was Anthony Richardson. Before he got hurt, he was on pace to put up over forty. Uh, so this game between Reed and Chris could have been uh, looked a little bit different had Anthony Richardson stayed healthy. Um, but yeah, he looked great. I think he's just, he kind of has that Josh Allen syndrome of like putting his body on the line when he maybe doesn't have to. Yeah. And it's kind of biting him in the butt a little bit. Um, but I, you know, I hope he comes back and continues to play like he has. Cause that's still a great pick for Reed. And then Chris, um, great performances from your RB one and two with Rashad White getting eighteen point eight and Bijan nineteen point two, uh, and then Devonte Adams also had seventeen point four, so pretty nice there. Mark Andrews played well in your in his return with thirteen. Uh, like I said, Ayuk getting hurt and playing on limited snap counts tough. Um, and then the Jets defense with a goose egg, uh, perhaps to be expected against the Cowboys, but like I mean they're still a very talented squad, so I, I get starting them for sure. Um, mm-hmm. just didn't work out the way you hoped, but yeah, on to our next one. Yeah. And now this one is a little bit, uh, more of a blowout than the last one I talked about. <laughs> um, and it is the flock versus stanky legs, a battle of the classic names. Um, <laughs> and stanky legs, Hayden, uh, took down Shep 129.76 to 85.86. And so I have to give a quick shout out to Shepard um, because you saved me that last place fee this week <laughs> um, because you were the only player to score under 90 points, um, but also only three scored under 100, myself included. Mm. And so Hayden's team just looked pretty dominant, though. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, and so I got to talk a little bit about DeAndre Swift because I was completely out on him this year. Maybe that's a little biased because I didn't want him to do well after um, the Lions traded him. Mm-hmm. But, man, he looked good. He looked explosive. And that Eagles backfield is going to be so interesting to see what happens once Kenneth Gainwell gets healthy because they've had two games and two running backs that have just looked like RB1s. And so yeah. it'll be interesting to what they're going to do when both are healthy, if they're going to go back to Gainwell or keep it with Swift. Um, and then T. Higgins, major bounce back after he goosed last week. And he had yeah. two touchdowns and 24.9 points. Um, so Hayden's team is looking like a real contender, which is pretty exciting, pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and he did get a dud from Zay Jones. I think he got hurt as well. Um, but those Jags receivers is another really interesting thing to um, just watch out for because that first week it was all Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones. And this week uh, Zay Jones was out with or got hurt in it and then – Calvin Ridley was a dud and it was Christian Kirk getting all of the targets and all of the work. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that progresses over the next uh, couple weeks. And Shep had a pretty rough day with ETN Hopkins and Mooney um, all under five points, I think. Um, but I, one bright side is the uh, flex spots did really well with some, yeah. honestly, some kind of interesting starts that um, Jordan Addison had another great game, scored a long touchdown um, good. He had 14 points and a great uh, idea to start Tutu Atwell. He, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Puka Nakua as the RB or the wide receiver one for the Rams, but Tutu's had two pretty solid games, and 
Um, he scored 11 points, which is definitely enough for your flex spot and a pretty good or smart start by Shep for that one. The QB situation for Shep is going to be really interesting moving forward um, with having to choose between Tua and Justin Fields. Um, Fields scored more this week because he had that rushing touchdown and he has that more upside. But he Fields has also just not looked like a great quarterback when you watch mm-hmm. him. He looks pretty bad. And Tua has looked good, but again, he had a pretty rough day as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what Shep has to do um, to decide which one he's going to play and if he's going to try to trade one of them as well. So I think that'll be yeah. interesting in the league going forward. Mm-hmm. Did you see that that Fields play when they were driving against Tampa? And I forget what receiver it is, but he just he runs a streak or like a go route just right down the middle and he's wide open. There's no defender within like 10 yards of him. And he just, he goes through his progressions, and he looks right past him, and then continues to, to look, and then goes and, like, runs outside the pocket. <laughs> oh, like, I e- didn't see it. Easy That's... touchdown. I'll, I'll yeah, send it he... to you later. It was so bad. I was like, okay, I'm out on Justin Fields. I, I can't anymore with this. <laughs> I know, I'm a little worried. It's, it's not looking good for him. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, our yeah. next matchup is... Well, I was going to say a thriller. It wasn't all that close, but perhaps that's because of some unfortunate injuries. Um, I'm going to be talking about What a Mess versus Chubby Cousins, uh, Battle of the Owen Ones. Um, Jacob came out on top in this one, 129.24 to 96.96 for July. Uh, Yeah, this one wasn't that close. Um, What a Mess was uh, far more consistent. Um, all around than, than Chubby Cousins, for sure. Uh, but the biggest factor was definitely Chubb's injury uh, for July. Uh, definitely contributed to the point differential. But the the way Monday Night Football was going, I'm not sure it would have been enough to close the gap, but it probably would have been... I think July would have, you know, gone above 100, maybe 110. Um, Chubb ended with 6.4 yeah. before going out, but, you know, I, I don't think it would have made a big difference. So can't beat yourself up over that. Um, as for Jacob... Uh, his lowest scorer was his kicker, Evan, Evan McPherson, which, like, that's what you want in fantasy football. If you're kicker, and he got six. Like, that's fine. Serviceable. Um, yeah. All but three of his players hit double digits, and Michael Pittman was almost there with 9.6. So it was nearly just two guys. So that's a great week all around, like, very great performances. Nothing spectacular. Uh, Ramondre got 13.5. Uh, Kenneth Walker got 17.9. Uh, finally got some good usage there. Um, and Doug Peterson said he wanted to get Christian Kirk more involved. I was going to mention this when you were talking about Kirk earlier. Um, and he certainly did with all those targets and Mm -hmm. 16.46 points, maybe to, you know, your detriment with Ridley, but, um, yeah, that was nice. And then of course, Jed is bald with 19.4, uh, Joe Burr, and two, (laughs) has a a solid 15.38 this week. Uh, the lingering injury is definitely a concern. Um, here's something interesting for you that I learned today. So Burrow currently ranks 30th in passing yards through two weeks. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, would you like to guess who the three guys above him are? Three, so like 29, 28, and... 27. Or, or yeah. Yeah, okay. Josh Dobbs. He is 27, I believe. Okay. Um, Baker Mayfield. He's a little bit higher, I think. 
I'll just I'll just tell you the other two because the one I don't think you're ever gonna get. I think I'm actually not 100. I think 28 is C.J. Stroud, but the one I wanted to for sure highlight is um, 29 is Zach Wilson. So Joe oh, Burrow has no. I think it's 310 passing yards for Wilson, 304 for Burrow. So he's six yards behind him, but oof, <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, um, that's, that's rough for Joey. Yeah, that one kind of blew my mind. So. Anyway, um, I was talking to Jacob today, and I, we kind of it's kind of a joke, but sort of serious, but it might be time to let Russ cook. He drafted him as just kind of like a meme, I think, but uh, he's the QB4 in fantasy. Um, and another obscure stat for you, the Broncos have the highest points per possession in the entire league, which is not like a, you know, a tracked stat, gonna have to go do the math, um, but they've only, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of comes from that first game they only had six possessions the whole game but they scored on like four or five of them um oh, okay yeah and denver only has one rushing touchdown all year so russ is getting some good points uh peyton seems to have found what works for him a little bit better uh the broncos just have other issues especially on defense which i could go on and on about but i won't <laughs> and uh mm. yeah and then a couple points for july uh one half of his namesake balled out. Kirk Cousins led his team with 28.56. That's great. He's currently QB1 in fantasy, and he's on pace for 6,018 yards, 51 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and an 0-17 record. <laughs> <laughs> so, you go oh, get him, Kirko. Uh, I know, right? Um, but, yeah, the Chubb injury is rough, especially because July's running back room is already not great. Uh Madison is not that guy at all uh, through two games. Mm-hmm. He only has 19 attempts and 3.3 yards per carry. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but your wide receiver depth looks great. Uh, three wide receivers with 12-plus points on the bench. Um, so that's that's hype. Uh, and then, the Bron- like I said earlier, the Broncos' defense is horrendous. Uh, as a fan, I would not recommend them right now in their current state. Uh, they gave you a goose egg. Uh they literally brought in more talent and somehow got worse, and we need to figure it out, or we should fire Vance Joseph because I am not happy. But that's another <laughs> another thing. <laughs> so, um, yep. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Kirk. Kirk is a QB one, and also being zero and two is not what I expected. But you, you know, know, I love Kirk, so I love to see it. Yeah. Um. But moving on to next game, and it's another tight one which is High Cupside, a.k.a. my co-host Griffin, versus HLP25, Hunter. A battle of the 1-0 team. So Mm. Hunter won 139.3 to 131.64. And it was honestly pretty close, and it came down to um, Njoku versus Jamal Williams on Monday Night Football. And both those players had kind of dud games, so it ended up not being as exciting as it could have been. But um, there's definitely a chance going into... Monday Night Football for Griffin to take it, um, but Njoku just joked around and lost it. <laughs> um, and Hunter had some really interesting um, studs that it was all the like late round RBs or undrafted RBs that just balled out for him. Seriously. And so when I say the names uh, Zach Moss, Brian Robinson, and Raheem Mostert, you don't uh, really think like fantasy studs. No. But Zach Moss had 18.7 points. Brian Robinson had 27.9 points. Oh. And Raheem Moser had 25.2. So they combined for over 70 of Hunter's 140 points. So 
just about uh, 50, or over 50% of Hunter's points came from Zach Moss, Brian Robinson, and Raheem Mostert. I'll say it one more time. Yeah, you're giving me PTSD and, with those names. <laughs> Gosh. And it was honestly a pretty slow game for the Dolphins receiver stack. Um, they each had, uh, I think Tyreek had 12 points and Waddle had 10 before he got hurt. And it's also wild that 12.5 points is a disappointing game for Tyreek Hill, yeah, but that's for a, real. another conversation. But it was enough to um, give him that victory. And Griffin, it was a really good game for your team. Even though Thanks. you like lost, you had Daniel Jones had some cup side. And he looked pretty <laughs> trash in that first half, but he balled yeah. out with 300 yards. And the 59 rushing yards really helped him because just having that floor of uh, almost six points added is great. Yeah. That's what he um, he should be doing. Yeah. And also in this game, another late round to undrafted RB. Kyron Williams is looking like that dude. Mm-hmm. And it was a great call to add him to your roster with Cam Akers, too. Um, that you. when Cam Akers was a healthy scratch, you could just drop Kyron Williams right in. And I think he is the RB2 on the year, which is pretty wild. And he has four touchdowns so far. Yeah. Through two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the thing that cost you this week was it was some rough days for the Jays. Yeah, Jerry <laughs> Judy, Josh Jacobs, and Javante all struggled. Ugh. And so that was really what cost you. Those guys uh, have had better days. And Josh Jacobs had negative uh, two yards. And I heard a stat today. I need to look up what it is. I think he has negative yards before contact on the year. Basically, his offensive line is so terrible that he hasn't been able to um, get past uh, even the line of scrimmage before he gets hit. And so I think that's one of the biggest things about um, Josh Jacobs. Hopefully, they'll have some easier opponents and he can get a little Mm -hmm. bit more work lately. But that's why he's been struggling so much. Um, So the only good Jay on your team was Jake Moody, who's looking like a bigger steal throughout the first few games. Dude, not a big fan, but... He's, yeah, I am big he's fan. Great, so I, I knew I knew he was my guy, and I wanted him. I wanted him in both leagues, but I think someone snagged him in Shiva. Um, but yeah, he was Jake Moody is my guy. I you don't like the 49ers, you, you don't draft a kicker, and then he beats out everybody at camp. Is the starter, um, and he's on like one of the highest scoring teams in the league. How could I say no? Plus, I loved him at Michigan. And I was like, you know, he's one of the best college kickers of all time. So. That should translate yeah. well. So, um, it was a good pick. Yeah, yeah. I got him. I mean, I got him after the draft too. I uh, oh, yeah. moved mm-hmm. cut to IR and then picked Moody up. Um, but yeah, I know. Bit disappointing week for me, and without Eckler and a obviously cut. But you know, with Eckler, might have been a different story. But those, you know, it's in the past. We move on. Like I said, yeah. I just want to go two and two without Cup, and then then we'll be, you know, chilling. So. Um, yeah, let me, uh, talk about our last matchup of the week, and it is your team, Puss and Cleats, Woo. versus Woo. Zach and Lights Camera Jackson, battle of 0-1 teams, uh, going into the week, Zach took it with the league high 148.08 to Luke's 92.54, um, nice. Yes, so this matchup featured the highest score of the week and the second lowest score, unfortunately, Luke. Um, yep. Which means Zach would have gone 11-0 against the league while you would have beaten Shep. So, let's go. <laughs> Thanks, Shep. Yeah. Um, it really does come down to one team having stars that went above and beyond their projections 
and your team just forgetting to show up a little bit in terms of the big names, uh, which, I mean, I'll get to in a second, but that's like, you know, it's okay that that happened because that means you're going to be probably looking better in the future. Um, but yeah, so Zach, real quick, his, uh, his big performances came from his big names. Lamar Jackson uh, definitely bounced back, 22.88. Uh, Saquon, before he got hurt at the very end, had 24.2 in that crazy comeback win. Uh, and CD with 19.8. I think he got to 19.8 like before the third quarter was even over, and then he kind of disappeared a little bit, but he did really great. Um, and then let's talk about George Pickens. Uh, kind of a breakout play there without Deontay Johnson. It did it was kind of because of that one really long touchdown that he you know, scored 20.7. But uh-huh. that was a cool moment. It was fun. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, a uh, couple bummers. Um, Kyle Pitts, he ain't it. <laughs> I think we could officially mm-hmm. say um, it might be time to look elsewhere at the tight end position. I don't know. There might be some good guys available on waivers. Might be worth, I was just looking at your team, might be worth just picking somebody up. Uh, even if you play Pitts again this week, uh, I don't know, just something to, to consider. And uh, Saquon's injury is, of course, a downer, given the way that it happened. But thankfully, you know, not as severe as they might have thought. So two or three weeks, no big deal. He'll be back stronger. Um, and then Luke, for you, yeah, the stars weren't out for you. Uh, Chase with another bummer at 5.6. And then the Ridley and Trev stack that I praised so highly last week just struggled to get it going against... What is not a very strong Chiefs defense. Uh, obviously, Chris Jones yeah. back provided a lot of pressure. Um, but it was weird that Ridley was locked down so much and they targeted Kirk so much. So Ridley had 4.2, Trev with 9.24. Um, on the bright side... I think it was Legereus oh. Sneed that locked down Ridley. Really? I think he oh. shadowed him most mm. of the game and Ridley just couldn't do it. That's crazy to me. I feel like Ridley would be beating him more often. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well... Yeah, Keenan Allen played great for you. If everyone played like that, you would have killed everybody. <laughs> 27.1 for him um, was awesome. And James Cook looked really good, too, in that dominant win against the Raiders, 17.9. Um, those two guys were just shy of 50% of your points, uh, kind of similar to my situation last week. Um, and they were the only double-digit scorers on your entire roster, including the bench, which is rough. That just goes to show you yep. that some of those guys did not perform as they were supposed to. Um, however, your team is one of the healthiest squads going into week three. So that's a plus. There's a lot of guys who are dealing with injuries. Somehow you've avoided that bug so far, far, knock on wood. Um, knock on wood. Yeah. And if your big names start to perform, like you're going to win plenty of games, uh, rough start for sure. But I think you have one of the higher upsides among the teams that are and two or even one and one. So I wouldn't worry too much. I think you're going to be just fine. Um, with that be, yeah, with that being said, should we talk about our players of the week? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can start with mine and it's someone I already mentioned, so we don't, don't need to spend a ton of time on it, mm-hmm. but man, Mike Evans, he's just proven mm-hmm. all the doubters wrong. Yes. He's yeah. old. Yes. Baker Mayfield is his quarterback, but Mike Evans is just looking great. He had 171 yards on six catches, which is pretty absurd and a touchdown. Jeez. And yeah, like I said, he's gotten had over a thousand yards every um, yeah. season of his career, and we shouldn't double like we shouldn't have double guessed that. Um, and Baker Mayfield's honestly looking pretty good. He was my pick for comeback player of the year this year, and 
I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. I think if there's anybody that wants to keep that thousand yard streak going, it is Mike Evans. So I think he's going to do everything in his power to, to make that happen. Um, and yeah, I feel like I used to say Baker Mayfield derogatory, but, but now it's like Baker Mayfield, like, um, he kind of looks great. So he's playing better than, uh, that guy over in Cleveland. So that's cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, but yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. Mike Evans is just, Alex's whole team is just kind of like, they're boring, but they're the guys that you should draft because they're going to perform. Um, like I'm surprised. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Who is Tyler Lockett? He's like the peak of that. Like boring, but always gonna perform. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised Lockett's not on Alex's squad as well. But anywho, <laughs> um, my guy I want to talk about is uh, unfortunately Brian Robinson Jr. Um, he had a pretty meh game, but that was also just kind of the way the command at first. Sorry, at first that was the way the Commanders were playing at first. Um, but all of a sudden when they started mounting the comeback against Denver, it was like double painful for me, me to watch, uh, as Robinson was just getting like these check down passes and kind of breaking away for some big runs. And I was like, no, no Hunter, I'm sure was dealing with that classic crisis of, oh, I have this guy on my fantasy team, but this is also my, my team, the Denver Broncos. So, you know, I, I hate when that happens when, you know. You have a guy that's like, oh, he's doing so well, but it's against my team and it hurts to watch, but it's also great, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 27.9 for him is absurd. At, Antonio Gibson is irrelevant now, clearly. I mean, he's on our, I think he's on our waivers. Like, no one even has him. Um, it's Brian Robinson. I have job. him. You do have him? I do have him. He's on the waivers in Shiva then. My bad. I saw him somewhere today when I was looking, but. If, if my waiver claim goes through, he will be on waivers tomorrow. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good call. Very good choice. Um, yeah. I, I kind of had a feeling this was sort of the dynamic we were going to get this year with these two guys, just based off of last year. I mean, Brian Robinson. I don't know. Like, this doesn't get talked about enough. Dude got shot in the leg twice last year, and still came and played a bunch of games and played really well, and now has earned the starting job. Um, that's all. <laughs> yeah. He's a dog. <laughs> He's a dog for sure. And now let's go on to sound the alarm. With some players that we're a little bit worried about. And so I'll let you go first, and I am not a big fan of your pick. I'm sorry. Okay, no, no, no. But here's the thing. With this segment, we try, it's overreacting, right? We're probably overreacting about these. And I like to inject a little bit of optimism. Because if we wanted to talk about guys that were just sucking and are probably going to continue to suck, no one wants to hear that because then they'll just be sad. So I want you to feel yep. excited about Jamar Chase's future. It's a bummer for sure, um, but I like they're going to be fine. The Bengals and Joe we are Burrows, talking about Jamar Chase. We are talking about Jamar, Jamar Chase. Yeah, sorry, I should have clarified that. Um, the Bengals are going to be just fine. Like I mean, maybe not next week if Burrow is out, especially. Uh, but the Bengals have started zero and two, three out of the four past years, um, and look what you know, what they've done in those years with Burrow. So um, don't worry. Things will will be looking up. Uh, I <laughs> I guess you could say <laughs> the market price is dropping. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but, you know, oh he's just my dude, and I'm going to ride with him. You he's going to pick it up, and yes. I hope he does because he is on my teams in – Tons of, or not tons, but a lot of my leagues. Yeah, you'll be okay. So, 
the one the one player I want to talk about is Miles Sanders. And I just thought it was interesting. He had 6.2 points, which is just pretty meh. And I was really excited about him in the offseason. Um, and this past week, he had 17 total touches. That's crazy. Um, which was 14 carries and three catches. And so that's honestly quite a lot of work to only get 6.2 points. And world? so that's what worried me a little bit. But that also gives some upside is that he is going to get that work. He's going to be able to do good things and he was going against the saints and the saints have a great yeah, defense sure. um and also it was really promising that um he did have three catches on five targets so the five targets with 14 carries um will honestly end up panning out but these past couple weeks have been a little rough and hopefully chuba hubbard doesn't start taking more work but i think as long as he's getting that work he'll have brighter days to come yeah i hope so i have him in uh, our other league and i'm probably going to start him in my flex spot. So I hope he bounces back. I think he will. Like, I, I'm with you. I had pretty yeah. high expectations for him this year. So I just think he's a great check down option, and he's should be RB1 almost certainly, except maybe on the goal line. But even then, yeah, I don't know. But uh, with that all out of the way, do you know what time it is? It's my favorite time of the week. Yes, sir. It's pointless draft time. What are we drafting today? Mm, 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 mm. Uh, so this is a fun one. Uh, this was your idea, I believe. Uh, we are going to be drafting things that are purple. <laughs> so just things Anything. that are purple. Anything purple ever mm-hmm. to exist. Um, can be literally whatever you want, as long as you can justify it being purple. Uh, I think that'll okay. do. Okay. So with that in mind, we're doing four rounds, uh, and it is my turn to pick first. He he he. Yeah. Um, so I have one that's probably going to hit home for most of our audience here. Um, I don't know. Maybe you thought of this. Maybe not. I, I, it was like a, not a, it wasn't a core memory. It was like a deep memory that all of a sudden I went, oh, I was just started saying like purple, purple, this purple, this. And then I looked up, I was like, oh, purple drinks. And then I was like this. So give me the Lafa purple Marg. In Waco, Texas. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a good pick. Need a strong margarita that tastes a little bit meh, but is kind of a fun time? Purple Marg. Mm. <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a while. I know. Uh, I think the last time I had one was yep. with you. And yep, we I remember that day. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun movie. Okay, That's a good pick. That's a good pick. That's great, because I have three top picks, and you didn't take want one. Uh, one of those. So I'm going to go one, because... Two of my top three are pretty similar, so I'm going to go with the one that's not, and I'll get the mm-hmm. other one on the way back. So I'm going to go with... Um, this is a character, actually, mm, from one of our most beloved video games. And I got to go with Waluigi. Oh, wow. <laughs> Waluigi. Wow. <laughs> that's great. That, how did that not cross my mind? I'm a little ashamed. That's a great pick. <laughs> Shoot. That's awesome. Um, well, okay. Hmm. For my next pick... Okay. I'm gonna go... It's a little weird. Well... Yeah. I'm gonna go... I, this was something that I, I okayed with you uh, before we, we kicked off the pod today. Not like I didn't tell you mm-hmm. the pick, but kind of something that might not qualify it as purple, but I'm gonna justify it. Uh, I'm gonna take... The uh, 
I believe they are the spicy sweet chili Doritos in the purple bag. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are like my favorite Dorito. Um, and it is okay. mm -hmm. a little weird that I'm taking Doritos in back-to-back -back drafts. Um, if I had a nickel for every time I took Doritos in a fantasy draft, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot. But it's weird that it happened twice. Mm. So Great Phineas and Purple quote. Thank you. The doof. <laughs> all right Alrighty. i'm gonna go it. this honestly probably would have been my 101 but i mm -hmm. honestly was a little worried that you were gonna take waluigi and so mm -hmm. i just gotta go with grapes Fair the, it's the epitome of purple they're grapes yeah yep so here's the thing like i thought about grapes and like when you think of grapes in your head right they're they're purple but then you actually like go get grapes and you either get green grapes or i usually call them red grapes red grapes which isn't yeah you're right but but i agree mm -hmm. it's a great pick i just i don't know that kind of that i was like can i really like purple but they are like traditionally so like everything grape flavored is definitely purple so very good yeah um hmm let's see you know what? I guess I'm going to take a character as well. And I'm between two. Hmm. Okay, you know what? Give me, from Monsters, Inc., Randall Boggs, the lizard dude. Oh, <laughs> The <okay>. bad guy. <laughs> I Randall. Like Randall. His last name is Boggs, okay. which I didn't, I didn't know until I looked it up. So there's some fun. If you learned something from today's podcast, it's probably that. Um, that just sounds like someone who works in IT. Yeah. Randall Boggs, how can I help you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like that pick. I Dude. think I'm going to go back to the character vibe, because I actually just thought of okay. one, not even on my list, but uh -oh. I don't know how I miss it, but I got to go with Barney. Yeah, he was on, he was, uh, was the other one I was between. It's a great pick. Barney the, yeah, the, Barney. The dinosaur. Yep. He's purple. He's almost actually a little more pink than I always think whenever he I is. see pictures of him, but yep. Yep. yeah, got to go with Barney. I think in the canon, he's purple, so I, I think it's justified. But yeah, I know I agree. He does kind okay. of a little, little purple to him. Um, okay. This is kind of interesting, because I have, I have another beverage. You took Barney, so that one's off my board. <laughs> so I guess I'm between a beverage and two naturally occurring substances. So... I'm going to take one of those naturally occurring substances. It's actually, the weirdly, okay. the first thing I wrote down is uh, amethyst. Because it's pretty oh. and shiny and That's a fun. naturally occurring purple mineral. So, why not? <laughs> yeah, okay, I like that pick. I like that Thanks. pick. Um, okay, that's good. I will share one that was on my list, but I'm not going to take here. Mm-hmm. Um, I did add uh, boys and girls at church camp because yes, boys purpley. are blue and girls are red and no <laughs> no purple. Uh, that one that was that was I didn't write it down because I was like I don't know if anyone's gonna get this, but thank you. <laughs> yes, um, so that was written down. We're not gonna take it. We're gonna Good. go with. Okay. Um, uh, so if you take my second pick, you squish them, you get wine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And so I'm going to take wine as my last pick. Hypothetically, could you just make wine out of your, your second pick and then you don't need to take it as a fourth pick too? 
I could, but I kind of like having grapes and wine. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick with very, it. Very Did you have any you. any others on your list? Nothing. The only other two I wrote down are, eh. I wrote down lavender is my other naturally occurring one. Oh, that's a good one. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. It also smells very nice, in my opinion. Um, and then grape soda. I'm not usually a fan of, like, grape-flavored, you know, candy or whatever. But great, a good, a nice cold grape soda will hit from time to time. So, yeah. honorable mention. Okay. But not on the list. I had I had purple Gatorade. And I also mm. had uh, the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> nice. Teams crossed my mind, too. I was like, oh, the Vikings, the Ravens. You could pick the Kings to get uh, the Luka yeah. vote. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. Well, I'll uh, I'll recap my list, and then you can do yours, and then we'll call it a day. Um, so, with my first pick, I took the Purple Marg from La Fiesta in Waco, uh, and then Spicy Sweet Chili Doritos in the Purple Bag. Uh, I got Randall Boggs from Monsters, Inc., and Amethyst, nice. naturally occurring mineral. Nice. I took Waluigi. Wow. Then I went with Grapes. And then Barney and wine. So I had a theme with uh, character, grape, character, alcoholic grape juice. <laughs> oh, just grape juice would um, have been so, great yeah. too, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I oh. considered it, but I couldn't take it. Um, I'd take wine over grape juice, for sure. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. that speaks to the type of person I am. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I think that's yeah. going to probably do it for this episode. That'll do um, it. Yeah. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the TBFFL podcast. Um, we are looking forward to another great week of football. And best of luck to everybody in this week's matchups. And Luke, any any wise words you want to give? You know, good luck. I'm off to an 0-2 start, so it's only up from here. <laughs> and, you know, as always, sick of bears and go Lions. <laughs> Sick of bears and go Broncos, I guess. <laughs> we'll see you next and week. And for that reason, I'm out. He's out. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good week.